Hello, hello everyone. This is Takor. I hope that if this is your first time listening to Educators Who Create, that you really enjoy the experience, that you gain some insight, get empowered, get your mind moving and flowing in the direction that you need for it to flow. And if this is not your first time with Educators Who Create, I just want to give you a shout out, a special thank you. Thank you for coming back, tuning in, connecting, whatever it is that you do in order to make sure that you are supportive of Educators Who Create. I'm very appreciative of that as we're just getting started with the podcast. And so I want to, as time move on, be able to do different things as we grow forward. Everything is about having a growth mindset and growing forward in what we do. So there's a lot of things that I have planned for educators to create, bringing individuals on to interview them, those who are leadership, um, they're leaders in their field in education or in the field of education rather or they are education business owners. So there's some different people that I have in mind that I'm going to be reaching out to, to have them to come in, do interviews with them, and so that they can spread some insight to our listeners on how to get started in creating your own educational um, streams of income, your own educational empires, right? Because the do- the idea is to adapt or to adapt our way of being in the education industry. And what I mean by adapt our way of being in the education industry, I really want to open people's minds up to alternatives ways that they can grow. Even if you stay in the classroom, I want to open you up to other ways that you can bring in, you know, additional income or, you know, just to get you to start having a bigger vision for yourself as an educator, because there's a lot of educators out here in these streets that are struggling. I mean, struggling. And we, to me, We have the most noble position, the most noble profession, career in of any industry, really, because to teach someone to take an idea, to take a child or an adult and to teach them something that they had no awareness of or understanding of is magical it's it's a blessing it is honorable and so we do we have the most noble profession because if it wasn't for teachers we've heard it and it's not a cliche it is a reality if it was not for teachers other professions would not, could not exist, nor could they grow and have the sustainability and the leverage that they have um, economically in whatever industry it may be. So everything starts with a teacher. And 
in order to be a teacher and educator, you have to first be inquisitive. You have to be curious about things. You have to have an imagination. You have to be a critical thinker. You have to be able to analyze. You have to be optimistic. You have to, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to, you know, have some creativity and some imagination. These are all the things that I think makes a great successful teacher because you know if we are if teachers are what create every profession then it had to start with a person who was you know um inquisitive inquisitive about something they were curious about something to the point where they thought critically about it to the point where they wanted to solve it they wanted to figure out um, how to make it better. They wanted to find a way to make something um, operate more smoothly or efficiently and to have more productivity. So it's all about being curious. It's all about being creative, an innovator. So education is so important, yet it is not given the respect and the honor that is due, right? And so one of the things that I feel is my purpose is to help teachers see who they are as educators. Like you're more than, you know, someone who solves a math problem or someone who, you know, um, let's see, if you're in the preschool sector, someone who teaches a child their shapes and their colors for the first time. You are more than that. You're making an impact for a lifetime like seriously you're making an impact for a lifetime because let's think about it in the average household if you have two parent families both parents are working and the child spends most of their time in preschool or elementary and, and up right the grades beyond elementary school they spend most of their time in school Right. And then most of them, when they come home, they're latchkey kids, which means that their parents are not home. So either they may, you know, go directly home. If they're a latchkey kid, they go directly home and they, you know, they're responsible for themselves until their parents get out of get off work an hour, two hours later. Or some parents, some children go to after school programs if they are, um, especially if they're still in elementary. You have those in middle school or high school that may have extracurricular activities that they do, you know, to kind of um, fill in that gap time when their parents are still at work. Or if they don't do extracurricular activities at the school, they may have some community programs that they're engaged in for their after school enrichment. So teachers, persons that work with children from birth to 18 years old, persons that work with children from birth to 18 years old, like we do so much so much. We have such a great, profound impact in these children's everyday life and existence because they spend more time with us than they do their actual parents, which means that, yeah, their parents, hopefully if they have those involved parents, you know, they check in with them, they're teaching them things. But I really do feel like 
There's so much that our students get from us on a day-to-day basis that goes beyond, you know, solving a math problem or learning English or um, teaching them Spanish or arts and crafts or their shapes and numbers or, you know, drama club, whatever it is that you teach. We do far more than that. And so we have to begin to see the impact that we have and also know that there's so many ways that we can take the skills that we have and the impact that we've made and we can create a wealth system just for teachers. What would happen if we, and that just came to my thought process. So what would happen if we had a wealth system for teachers? What would that look like? What would a wealth system for teachers look like to you? For me, I believe in creating my own economy, my own stimulus package, my own wealth system. As an educator, we hear so much about other industries when people are going into business for themselves and it's kind of like, oh yeah, go, you know, you can have a business in this and you can do a business in that. And sometimes people feel like, oh, I have to learn something new. I have to leave what I've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years and start over. And that heart, that whole idea of starting over, learning something new can be intimidating and it can cause people to hit pause on maybe a dream that they have by about having more independence or having more income or having more freedom to travel to whatever it is even if you just want to stack your savings account your retirement account you know sometimes if you feel like you have to start over and learn something new after you've been doing something for 15 20 years some people don't want to do that for whatever reason whether they're intimidated or they just feel like they don't have the time and so when you hear about these business ideas it's not that you don't want to but there's all these problems remember on the last show we talked about focusing on the solution and not the problem but realistically, there's all these problems, all these things that can be in your way and it feels like a full sweep, right? Every time you have a thought or a dream, it feels like this problem just come in and it full sweeps away that idea, that vision, that dream because you're like, mm, I want to, but that but is right there, right? And anytime we put a but in something, and this is what I live by, anytime I put a but in something, it discounts, it deletes, it takes away everything that I said before that. So I like to say, however, because when I put a however, it's like, yeah, this is happening. However, you know, there's a continuation. But when I put a but there that says uh, everything I just said that before that, it doesn't matter. It's been wiped out because now I have this but and that but is my excuse, right? My That but is a it's a stumbling block. It's a distraction, right? It's the inferiority or intimidation or a lack of, I don't know, resources. That but can be a lot of things. But I want us to, and as I just said, but, so I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to discount everything that I just said, but I want for you to change your mindset and your thinking about situations and look at what is it that you can do to create your own wealth economy? What can you do to create your own wealth system? You know, 
And sometimes it may not be learning something entirely new and starting a business in an area that you have no idea about. Maybe you don't have that time. Maybe you don't have those resources. Maybe you don't have the energy. However, it doesn't mean that you can't start a business using the skills, the knowledge and the expertise that you have as an educator. Even if you want to stay in the classroom, you can stay in the classroom and then find a different way outside of the classroom to teach or to consult or to create whatever it is that you want to do. I really feel like educators make the best educational consultants. Educators make the best creators of products and services in education. Educators make the best course developers in education because these are things that you do every single day, whether you're an art teacher, a preschool teacher, high school teacher, middle school teacher, college professor. These are things that you do every single day. Why not take the skills that you have, the abilities that you have, the attributes of an educator that you have and create your own source of income, build your own stimulus package, build your own economical system, wealth for educators, build wealth for teachers. Um, And you being that first teacher, right? So I don't know. I just want to really encourage you on that because Teachers are not honored, we know, when it comes to the wage in our country. We're just not. When it comes to the dollar, when it comes to the annual wage, the hourly wage, white wage, excuse me, however you're getting paid, there seems to be no honor system there, right? There's no regard. And we are the cultivators of every single industry that it is on the planet. There had to be someone who was first curious and learned. And then there had to be disciples who followed the teacher, listened to the teacher, obeyed the teacher, and then implemented what the teacher did. There is always a master teacher. And then there's always disciples, pupils, students, right? And so there should be some honor in such a noble position, right? But there's really not, you know, you can be a teacher and just because you're a teacher and love children does not mean you don't have to want to earn a livable wage for you and your family or you and your dreams. Maybe you want to go on vacation, but you can't really go on vacation because you don't have a salary that would support your, your ideal vacation. You know, maybe you have some things on your bucket list and you can't really get to those things on your bucket list because In order to go to school to become an educator, you had to get student loans. Now you have student debt and you already don't make but so much money. And you have these student loan payments coming out of your monthly pay. First of all, let's not get started that most teachers get paid once a month. Some get paid twice a month, depending on your county, your state, your city. But most teachers get paid once a month, right? 
Okay, so we have so many different things that are going on and you need to have some things surrounding you where you can have some sustainability, where you can not just live your life teaching others, but you get to enjoy your life because you chose a noble profession, which you know don't, don't does not, does not make a lot of money, right? We know that as educators. So obviously we didn't go in it for the money, but, but here comes that but, but. It doesn't mean you can't have dreams of having wealth. It doesn't mean that you can't have dreams of traveling. It doesn't mean that you can't have dreams of having a larger impact or having a great retirement after dedicating 30, 40, 50 years to education. However, sometimes in order to have those things, you have to think outside of the box of where you're currently positioned, where you're currently standing, where the viewpoint that you currently have, you have to, you know, your trajectory has to open up. You have to increase your territory, increase your land in order to have greater opportunity flowing into these visions, these dreams, these hopes, the things that your your wealth, your economic package. And it's so profound in this day in 2020. If there's one thing that we should receive from 2020, it should be to make sure that financially we have security. Financially, we have security. And that may look different for everyone. In fact, it does look different from everyone. My financial security is not what yours is and my yours is not what mine is. But everyone should have financial security and stability and have your own stimulus package, have your own wealth economy for what you do. And you don't have to go and learn about a business that you know nothing about. You don't have to go and learn new skills. You may have to increase your skills and learn something new within your industry, but you don't have to go out here and start something from scratch and figure it out for eight, nine, 10, 12 months before you get started. You can take the skills that you have now as an educator, creating lesson plans. If you can create lesson plans, you can create a course. If you can teach in a classroom, you can do workshops and lectures, right? If you can create lesson plans, if you can create short stories in a classroom to come up with me with solving a math problem, you can write a children's book, okay? If you can teach face-to-face and you use online in your technology in your classroom, you can teach online, right? If you can develop... Uh, products and materials and worksheets for your classroom, you can create digital downloadable products or physical products to sell to others. There's so many different things that you can do with your skills as an educator now, now you guys, now, right at this moment. So it's all about number one, creating your own economy building wealth, a wealth system for teachers. What does that look like? To me, it looks like using the skills and knowledge that you have to create multiple streams of income 
in education, not leaving the education industry because some people get burnt out and tired or they, you know, I don't know, something happens and they just want to leave the education system. And for those who want to do that, I applaud them if, if that's your decision because I believe in choice and purpose and vision. However, if you want to stay in this industry, but you have some burnout or you don't have enough resources, money coming from your once a month paycheck to stimulate your personal economy, then create a business in the education sector. So what are some ideas for this? I want to tell you a few ideas that I'm very excited about. So number one, you know, there are a lot of individuals that create digital products, right? Digital downloadable products. You can create um, products for teachers. You can create products for parents. Um, this could be where you have a niche where you only focus on one particular subject or age group. They have places like Teachers Pay Teachers where you can put your products on. I Teachers Pay Teachers, I'm on that particular um, platform. But, you know, it's okay. But sometimes I just... I don't want to give people my money like that, you know, and it takes, you know, a minute to kind of build up your audience on there are people who buy from you. And of course, that's in any business. Um, but you can also um, do this on Etsy, too. And it's the same kind of um, what can I say? The same kind of thought process when it comes to building up, building up your customers and letting people know that you're out there and you have these downloadable digital products. So you can create those products on those particular sites because they are a marketplace. So it may be easier when you're just getting started to create products on these marketplaces, even though they're going to take a percentage of your pay, but it's a great place to start because it's kind of like, okay, it's a marketplace. You already have visitors coming there. So you have to learn the ins and out how to put your products on that marketplace, right? Or you can create your own website with your own store where you can, you know, download, people can download your digitals and you don't have to worry about paying, you know, the marketplace um, fees that they take out, all the monies come to you other than probably whatever your processor may charge some fees for, you know, um, per sale or something like that, but all the money comes to you. So that's a great way to get started with creating products. And when you create products, again, you may do it in one niche, whether it is eighth grade ELA or eighth grade Spanish or um, Spanish for preschoolers or Montessori or um, what's another one? I don't know. Maybe you create products for teachers who use creative curriculum. Maybe you create lesson plans for teachers. Sometimes teachers get tired with having to do lesson plans and sometimes they need ideas and maybe you have a new idea that they've never thought about before. Um, maybe you can put together workbooks. There are so many different things that you can do for this digital space, right, of products. So that's number one. You can create products. Um, number two is creating children books, 
creating children books. Believe it or not, I believe that teachers make great authors because we know what kind of books we read in our classroom with children. We have to choose books based on um, what children should be learning or concepts and skills that we're trying to teach them. And so just like I, I've been an author for seven years now, but I started off writing just Christian um, nonfiction and fiction books because I am a minister. Um, however, when I was a teacher in the classroom, I would always make up stories and my children love them. So I, a story that I wrote came up with just made up off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. I remember making it up because my pre-K students were kind of riled up. They wouldn't be quiet. And I wanted to engage them, bring them to the carpet because we were cleaning up after large center time. And so I wanted to get them quiet. And I always... I was the master of of the teacher calming the chaos. Like I can make chaos look like it was calm. Like it can be chaotic and I know it's chaotic, but when you walk in my classroom, you didn't know how chaotic it was because I would turn that chaos into an opportunity to learn something, a game, a song or something. And so I would calm the chaos. And so in order to calm the chaos this particular day, I just came up with this story. I remember grabbing some tissue paper streamers of different colors. And we went to the floor in the um, large circle time area. And I saw this little made up song, you know, and all the children came to the carpet and it went like this. All is quiet, all is quiet, quiet as a school mouse, quiet as a school mouse. Shh, shh, shh. And then I told them, do you want to hear a story? And they were like, yeah. And then I began the story. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Princess Sheba. And so I created a story about a little black girl named Princess Sheba. And she loved the color purple. And then I incorporated, what was it? I incorporated um, the colors of the rainbow. So that's why I had all of those different color streamers. But I made up that story in the blink of a moment, just like we do as educators. We think on our feet. And sometimes we don't realize the skills that we have, right? But I made that story up and I started telling that story you know, year after year, the children loved it. They would laugh. It was funny. I start telling that story to my nephew and nieces. And even to this day, I tell it to my son. And finally, three years ago, after writing for four years before that, being a published author, I wrote my first children's book based on that story. And I also created a coloring book based on that story. And from there, I've been creating like workbooks, you know, workbooks that parents can do at home with their children to help with their skills. So there's so many different things as an educator that you can do. You can create workbooks. You can create children books based on concepts and things that they need to learn. Or it can be a simple story picture book. All of my children picture books, I like to create um, 
I like it to be kind of skill focused because it's just my mindset as a teacher. I want them to learn something, right? For example, in Princess Sheba in the color purple, which is my book, the children learn about all the different colors. This princess, she only liked the color purple until she had this kind of horrific day when she woke up on her birthday. But then she realized that all of the colors in the rainbow are beautiful. They're different, but all beautiful. So that's the message in the story. There's so many concepts that teachers and parents can teach from that about diversity and the differences, but seeing the beauty in different things. And in the meantime, children learn their colors, right? So I'm just saying from that simple story in pre-K, so many different things have been developed. And as an educator, we have the creativity, the imagination, the analytical skills, the innovativeness, the curiosity, the problem solving abilities to create and to do a lot of different things. So those are two things that you can do. You can create digital products. As I said before, I talked to you about putting them on like Etsy or TPT or creating your own website to sell your digital products. You can create and find a niche for that. Or you can create children books, workbooks, you know, different handbooks that children use at home to help with their skills if that's something that you want to do. Um, a third thing, you can work with homeschool families, either in two capacities. You can be an independent teacher, right? Full-time teacher. Or you can do tutoring, right? You can do tutoring where you're helping. Maybe you want to tutor for SATs. Maybe you want to tutor for children who are, maybe you become a literacy tutor, right? And you're helping children that are having significant literacy issues. Um, and that is a, a substantial area to get started with because we know that literacy is one of the biggest issues, um, especially with children from, from lower socioeconomic um, communities and families. So I'm just giving you ideas of different things that you can do now with the skills that you have. You don't have to learn another business. All you would have to learn is what do I need to get started? Where should I go with this? And then begin to package the things that you need, making sure you have the right equipment, making sure you have, you know, um, that you start marketing yourself and all of those things. But I don't want you to underwhelm yourself by saying, oh, you know, I can't do nothing. I just have to stay in the classroom. I don't want to learn anything new because I've been doing this 20 years. I don't want to learn anything new. Do not underwhelm yourself by looking at yourself and thinking that you cannot, you know, increase your wealth because you're a teacher. I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, we didn't get in this for money. No, we didn't because we knew, you know, that it didn't make a lot of money, but we didn't get in it to stay poor either. We didn't get in it to not be able to go on a vacation or not to be able to fill our, our retirement fund or we didn't get in it for so that we had to um, get two and three and four other jobs like some teachers do. No, if that's the case, create your own additional income in education. And maybe when you create that additional income in education, that thing would take off so massively, giving you five figure months, you know, giving you six figure years that you may decide to leave the classroom and just begin to teach in that capacity. But teaching, this is my whole point. Teaching is not just for the classroom. Every time I write a book, I am teaching. Every time I create a product, for homeschool families, 
I am teaching. Every time I create and develop flashcards, I am teaching because that's an educational resource, right? Every time I create a course for teachers or owners of schools or, you know, parents, that is teaching. So teaching is just not your 7 to 3.30, which we know you stay past 3.30 most days and you're not and you're not getting paid for it. If you're going to work those additional hours, let's get paid for it. You know, teaching is more than the traditional classroom. There's online school way before COVID. People were doing this way before COVID. There's been homeschool families for years and they like extra enrichment classrooms and most of them do it online or they go to a class in their community center. You know, if you like baking, you can create a class for teaching children how to bake. Even if it's birthday cakes or cupcakes, there's so many things that we can do as educators. So, you know, I'm going to stop right here because I don't want to overwhelm you, which is so much about these different ideas. But I like to kind of, you know, oil the wheel, so to speak, to get you thinking about other ways that you can use your skills, your talents, your attributes as educators and how you can create your own wealth system as a teacher and how you can impact your own financial security and create your own stimulus check. So when things are going to the left, you have some other things that you can fall back on and you can do as an educator. And it doesn't just mean inside the classroom being stressed out, overworked, undervalued, and having that burnout where you just want to walk away from education, period. And if you're at that point of burnout and you want to walk away, walk away into your own business in education, but you do it on your own terms. That's the whole point. Having that freedom, that flexibility and financial security. Okay. All right, you guys, I hope that much of what I've said, this was really a random podcast today is Sunday. We know that this has been like the Christmas weekend and we are all chillaxing, right? That's country for chill and relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all chillaxing and everything. But I wanted to make this very, you know, um, I hope it was kind of like, Iron sharpening iron, you know, like I said, putting oil on the wheel. I hope it really laid some things down for you to think about and consider as an educator, right? So thank you so much for those of you who would listen to Educators Who Create. I am the creator to core. If you would go and check out my website at kslinstitute.com, on kslinstitute.com, which is KSL Professional Development Institute, where we have the Teachers Training Academy, where you can find many, many courses for child um, development, working with children in the classroom, preschool teachers and owners, as well as courses for educators who want to develop uh, multiple streams of income and educational businesses. So again, go and check it out, kslinstitute.com. Sign up to get our registration information for our new teacher to leadership program that's coming in January 2021. I'm also thinking about developing a free course. So you want to go ahead and sign up so you can get that information and be 
the first to know about what's going on because it's going down in 2021. I'm not holding back at all. I'm ready to give everything that I know that's in me that I can give and make an impact and help other people do the same. So I will talk to you all next time on Educators to Create. Have a lovely, lovely day.